Welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Now today, I'm just going to take a totally different tack, I think. Um, I want to talk to you about my lockdown experience, the good, the bad, and and the ugly, or indifferent. I'll let you decide. Um, This isn't going to be one of those oh gosh, it's been so tough, it, it nearly killed me podcasts. Neither is it going to be one of those, oh, it never touched me, I was supremely victorious through the whole thing type podcast. It's going to be, uh, a, it's going to be a mixture, I hope, but hopefully touching some, some uh, points of reality for me and hopefully therefore helping and encouraging you. And uh, the other thing I want to say quickly is, uh, is that everybody is, battled in lockdown and pandemic my goodness no nobody's had had an easy life i mean there has been some aspects of it that have meant some parts of the economy and some businesses have prospered but to be fair for everyone this has been tough so i'm absolutely not saying by sharing some of my things that oh you should have more sympathy for me than somebody else that's really not what's going on here but also trying to be uh, give a bit of a window on on the walk that that I've been walking trying to figure this out and walk as a believer first and walk as a a called leader in the body of Christ second. So I'm gonna gonna give you some of the some of the challenges that that we have faced uh, over this last. Now, where are we up to? 14 months and counting of this very strange time. Now, I've been a Christian over 40 years and a leader, uh, a paid leader in ministry leader for over 30 years. And I've never experienced anything like this. And most of us that are listening to this uh, never have either. Uh, and, and it put surprising pressures and frustrations into into our life. I think... Uh, I'm going. To, there's no particular order to this. I'm going to start with, with the things that are that have been challenging. So, so Teresa and I have been married over 40 years. We know each other really well. We love each other really well. We know all the things that annoy us really well. And we know how to push each other's buttons really well. And and yet, over time, you work out how to deal with that and how to have a a good relationship and. And, and appreciate one another and and not get overwhelmed by the things that we are not and weaknesses and and, and so on and and yet in lockdown we we work on the same stuff together we're in the same house we're trying to do lunch work uh romantic evening break time all together all in the same house because it's lockdown and then some of you have been on your own like well lucky for you you had somebody well that is true that is true but it also raised this it intensified our relationship to the point of we were getting on each other's nerves it just all those things that we know have been there for a really long time were like we're in each other's faces so much and and so and there was no escape all our ways that we would manage this so for uh, for instance yeah the ways we'd manage it were gone so uh, what we were used to do was say doing diaries our diaries always seem to be pressured and we stopped doing them at home 
and started to try and do them in a coffee shop because it helped keep us calm as we were trying to divvy up the time and it helped us just sort of because we we're in a public place i think it reduced any possibility of us getting frustrated with one another because oh i didn't tell you about that bit in the diary yes sorry again um but all that had gone you know that costa was shut we couldn't we couldn't get out there and and do it do those sort of things in a public place um uh, so we found, we, we had to find a way through. I mean, some of it was simple stuff. Teresa said, look, let's start our day. We'll read Proverbs together. And we've read through Proverbs now many times. Um, it, the, the habit has tailed off a bit recently. But for a long time, we were reading, just before our day started, we were reading a chapter of Proverbs together. And that really did us good. We We just found from God new grace for one another and more appreciation and uh, more ability to tolerate the things that wound us up and 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 bit by bit we've worked our way through and and we're saying we feel stronger and closer at, you know now a year on uh, and those frustrating moments still happen but they're less and we have better ways of coping with them so yeah go us but sometimes it was not fun um I think the another area for me that has, this is sort of mixed the idea of the challenges of leading and the fears that come through being in this lockdown season. It's very weird trying to lead a church you can't see. I mean, there's some people that you haven't seen online or on a Zoom or now the, the, the few in-person meetings we've done haven't seen them in any digital or personal form in a really long time and <clears throat> it's really difficult to lead a church you can't see uh, and you know the heart of a leader of my heart is you, you want to help people in this season so you're like how, how do I communicate how do how, how do we what's a good thing to teach what's an encouraging thing to say um, and you get this fear of a fear that that we've experienced as i've experienced and we've experienced as well where where are people and then they show up and it's like oh there you are great to see you um and, and this sort of anxiety about how do we lead shepherd pastor prophesy bring something that's appropriate and healthy to help everybody get through this and be stronger at the end of it there's been anxiety and fear mixed in with all of that and the challenge of leading a church you can't see through media at the beginning we were unfamiliar with you know, suddenly thrust into this 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 digi digital world at a level we'd never had to deal with before and probably for six months my favorite phrase was every day is a school day you know i learned to i learned to broadcast zoom through facebook live how about that and 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 other things and talk to a camera and talk to a laptop and feel excited it or like I'm doing now I'm just talking to a microphone and there's this blue circle pulsing away at me on my laptop but through the through the media of, of modern digital technology some of you are actually going to be listening to this and, and I have to keep that in mind that somebody's going to be on a walk or sitting at home or on their bike with their earbuds in listening to my voice hello nice to talk to you even if it's via a recorded digital message <clears throat> um so those kind of things and then sort of more connected i guess to what i do in leading the frustrations of the constraints 
so many things we can't do as the people of God, meeting and singing and ah, and then, so how do we make sense of our life together? How do we keep spiritual life buzzing? How, you know, oh, with all the things you can't do this, you can't do this, what? Finding, finding hope and strength and finding creative ways of using what you can do was a big part of, of this journey. But the frustrations of all the things you can't do, the go-to solutions were not available. They've been cancelled for more than a year. Ah. And, and then, like, changes. And I know particularly people, if you're in business or, or uh, have experienced this too, like, you know, one week to the next, something would change. Oh, we've now a new freedom. Oh, now and then we've lost that freedom. And I know we've all experienced that. Yay, Christmas is coming. Oh, Christmas is cancelled. And, and that's... That, takes a toll i mean i know this is true of many but the times are just worn out with pivoting and changing and trying to think of a new solution and then trying to drive that solution forward and, and envision people that yeah this is the way we could do this now so that we can keep functioning in some form as, as a church and keep doing ministry and blessing people and preaching the gospel and healing the sick gosh it's been tricky it's been tiring and frustrating and I, I, I've had a few walks kind of walking on my own praying where it basically has been a rant you know my prayer has been a rant like god this is crazy I can't do this anymore stop it now you know I want to get off uh, and yet in those moments he's definitely spoken to me I mean one of the things he said to me most powerfully before Christmas when I was having one of these moments, was he's going to use, don't fight this this season in the sense of don't fight the fact that you can't do, you can't do. I'm going to use the constraints to lead you to a place I want you to be. And I thought that brought a lot of peace to my heart, hearing his voice on that. He's going to get us where he wants us to be, despite the constraints or even using them to guide us and, and to new discoveries. And I think we've been in that. I think certainly as a hope church we've we've discovered new things that we're not going to lose we're not going to uh, we're not going to leave behind once we leave covid behind um and, and the other thing is this missing just this feeling of missing some of it's feeling lonely some of it's missing people missing gathering missing and and i've been surprised how good zoom has been at building and sustaining relationships but you just don't get the whole thing. You know, you get a flat digital image of a friend. Then you don't have the body language. You don't have the hug. You don't have all the nuances of personal interaction that we're just wired for. And almost from your head to your bottom of your toes, at least me, I miss that. And, and it's so good as we things are easing a bit as that's returning to our life. Um, and I miss the corporate worship. And it's been, it's such a feature of our life together i miss the intimacy with jesus that comes there and the refueling and re-inspiring and the, the intimate words he says to me in those times and as try as i might zoom worship or streamed worship or recorded worship i sing along but it doesn't do it for me in quite the same way uh, and i'm i'm so appreciative of my personal times with god where i can sing maybe tunelessly some old choruses because they have been uh, that i can remember without the words they've been really meaningful and and sweet but i've missed it i missed doing it with you missed doing it with the body of christ missed jesus 
in our midst together um and and it's been difficult to find um find solutions to that or find alternatives so what are some of the so i don't know how much of that there's, there's a bit of good in there there's some bad there's some certainly indifferent probably a few ugly moments at the time um there's it's sort of what what are what are we learning though what's happening in my life as a result of this and i'll just give you a few there's, there's a lot it's been more than a year there's been a lot going on but the the one thing I, i've needed to do is keep the rules because i love people not because i'm a rule keeper uh, and i'll explain what i mean um so you know wearing masks uh social distancing you know you know the score what, why am I doing it? Is it because I've been told to by the government? Well, I've been told that it's going to help us. And so I want to do it because I love people, not because I'm a legalistic rule keeper and I'm going to judge people who aren't. I, I want people around me to feel safe. I want this thing, I want us to win like against this pandemic together as a community, not just as a church community, but as a wider community. And, and I, I think it's important to keep, it's been important to me to keep finding love in my heart so I don't become a legalist. You see, rules are for slaves, and I'm not a slave. I'm a son of God. And sons of God live from love, not for rules. And, and, and I've been trying to learn that and work that out in an environment which is laden with rules and make sure what's motivating me is that it's because i love people i love god and i want to honor the government and so i pray for them that that has been a theme of this season where because because what i don't want to happen and what i've felt happening sometimes is this rule keeping thing squeezing in on me and starting to make me feel like a slave and i'm like no no that isn't who i am uh, and the gospel has freed me. Jesus has freed me. And he's made me. He's made me a royal son. And and, and there's something in this season that has made it uh, very tempting, or possibly even easy, to forget who we are in the season of constraints, in this lack of fellowship. Um, and, and I think that sense of recovering right now uh, for us, the sense of I am a royal son of God. I, I walk with God, Christ Jesus, the, the lover of my soul, the, the one that I'm in love with lives inside of me and he gives me dignity. He gives me strength. He gives me future. He gives me hope. He makes me promises. He's not fickle. Just that whole wholesome sense of who I truly am can get challenged when all you're surrounded with is difficulties, rules, losses, frustrations. And it's so important, I found it so important to resist that leaking into my heart. And it has sometimes, and you just start to feel like this, this slave tossed around by circumstances. And that just is a lie, and, and we mustn't swallow it. Um, so I had to, you know, find ways of overcoming that slide into not remembering who I am and living from that place of being a slave. And, and remembering also, and Teresa's been really good at putting this into 
our lives together is that God treats us according to how he sees us, not how we see ourselves. And that, that's so important because he speaks to us from a place of uh, honour and value and according to who he's made us to be, not who we're feeling like at the moment, which actually means sometimes the things he says can seem a bit grandiose or a bit not us, but the people that are in the wrong place are us and not him. And, and, and it, it asks us to keep retuning to his frequency, retuning to his values, uh, and uh, listening and giving, which means we give true weight and value to what he's promising, what he's promised, what he's prophesying, what he's said, and not to the conditioning of our present or past experience or our upbringing. That, that is the ongoing conversion process. That is actually continual repentance is coming into line with how you see me, Father, who you've called me to be. And that at times has been a challenge in this pandemic because the messages around us are pulling us into this sense of slavery. So that at times has been a fight, but it's a one. It's a one. I think this is a good. This is a one we're winning. And I just want to encourage you. He's he sees you as precious. He sees you as valuable. You have a destiny. You have a future. You have a hope. You have more breakthrough in your life than you coming to you than you can imagine. And he's telling you that and treating you in uh, in accordance with that view of your life. Uh, and the other thing that, that has been emphasized and ha had to learn to do more is this calling drawing on supply. So drawing on the supply of heaven. I'm, I'm first of all seated in heaven. I'm first of all indwelt by Jesus. Jesus is in me and I'm in him. And first of all, he abides in me and I'm learning a lifetime's journey of learning to abide in him. Uh, and literally, I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit every day to warm my heart so and fill it with grace so that I just don't become some grumpy, frustrated person in the midst of this prolonged, difficult thing that we're in um i need him i need him to help my heart stay warm stay loving stay somehow buoyant and not just become grumpy frustrated with and and, and the, the thing is who's going to feel that first is Teresa, you know not mixing with lots of staff or team or anything like that and 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 it's actually easy to hide your condition easier i think on zooms and stuff so that i need that i really need that I, I i'm guessing you do and i'm learning to draw better on that grace that, 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 that keeps my heart in a wholesome place bitterness oh boy bitterness can get in so easy people that let us down governments that do silly things in our view uh, conspiracy theories built you know, they're, they're, all this is swirling around in our environment at the moment. It's so easy to get bitter, bent out of shape, fearful. We need that flow of grace. Otherwise, in some form or other, we're just coming under the spirit of the age. And, and that is very unhealthy for our in, internal life. Um, so I want to speak to you right now. I just want to speak health to your spirit. I want to speak grace to your spirit. I want to speak that flow of Holy Spirit from the inside to the outside, warming your heart, 
helping you get rid of grumpiness, bitterness, fears in Jesus' name. We need it. I've needed it. I need it every day. So I, I, I guess you do. If you don't, please please send me please send me the solution. So this is the section is just drawing on supply. I've just had to draw on the the, the faith for money. Uh, certainly church wise, the first bit of the pandemic we did really really well, but then income dropped. People lost jobs. You know, income people's income dropped, and our income dropped, and that was another fear. You know, that was another fear to get through for me. Uh, I really have realised. I kind of knew I had this, but it came right to the front. It's like, I really get anxious about paying our staff. I want them to be looked after. And as as the team leader, it, it feels particularly my responsibility that, that we're in a good place to do that. I like people to get uh, pay rises. I like us. I love the fact that we do a proper job of providing for pensions, that we don't do minimum wage. We do, if we have any minimum wage, jobs that come up we always use glasgow living wage which is significantly higher uh it, it's a value it's a, it's a heart thing and then uh income's going down god help us um uh, just drawing on that faith growing in faith for income in a time where everybody's constrained you don't want to put anybody under pressure etc etc it's been good to see how how god has supplied uh yes we've used furlough when when we've had to but i'm just yeah, the way i think i think everything's god supplied it's just the channel it comes through could be government could be your employer could be yeah a gift in the post could be miraculous manifestation of money it was all from him because he owns it all and learning to grow in that faith for that in this particularly constrained difficult time has been a has been a good exercise and at times fearful but overcoming that fear has been important and also for you know personal finances because uh, it's all related in in the world that i live in so it's really good to see that that the apparent limits around us are not the limits that we live live to um so what have we got going on here i think i probably kind of talked about this already but i want to pull it out to the front like of our thinking just for a minute is the realm of faith believing god i mean it's not a complicated version of this faith is believing god and that means believing what he said where it gets complicated is where we start to give more confidence to the contrary circumstances the contrary words the things that war against what god has said inside us and and around us then it get complicated and there's been lots of that going on hasn't there? there's been lots of feelings there's been lots of circumstances that have potentially there to rob us of the promises um and so it's so important to protect our hope in this season and that that has required us because we haven't gathered in the same way all right there's been online services thank god for them there's been zoom small groups which have been amazing thank god for them and other things where 
but the the responsibility for feeding ourselves has rested much more on us as individuals and as families that can actually be a good thing in this season let me try and express it this this way if you if you're an athlete uh getting ready for you know major championships these days what some of them will do they'll go and do their workouts at a higher altitude which is makes it really even harder so that when they come back their blood is more oxygenated and and they can be more effective and perform to their peak in a a more normal altitude and and it feels like that right now it feels like it, it is a bit more of a struggle to keep that feeding yourself initiative going to read scripture to have a prayer life to be a person who worships God around their house. You have a worship habit, that, you know, and these are things that people don't see. That that you take the initiative, you fight through the phobias and fears and the dislike of zooms, and you know, I get it, just to get some kind of fellowship and input from other people. Um, you take the initiative with your kids. You pray with them at night. You read them a Bible story. Story. You find a way of pouring into them when. Sometimes it was difficult with our kids when they were younger. All I could figure out to do was when they fell asleep, I went around all their beds and prayed over them in tongues. Find a way. Find a way to put stuff into your children where the the, the church can't provide it. And actually that shift to the church can't provide it, to we've got to find it from God ourselves, is like training at a higher altitude. It's a good thing. It can It can wean us off any sense of, treating church life as a consumer to being part of a body so that we're bringing our stuff to bring strength to other people um so feeding yourself in this season treat it like a workout because what a higher altitude because what's going to happen is as we come out of this if we've kept feeding ourselves so kept our personal faith alive kept our family faith alive and buzzing as best we know how don't don't if you like our spiritual disciplines in this season we're going to come out of this stronger because you you've been working out at higher altitude you you've been working against a stronger resistance uh you've had more challenges to your thought life and more challenges to your routines and more challenges and and an absence of other natural things that would have fed you in terms of church life and fellowship so strength is there it's actually you're already stronger than you think because you've got this far through the pandemic your your heart is in one piece you're still loving jesus you're still loving your family still loving your spouse success and 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 as we come out of this that means you'll have more to put into uh seeing the kingdom come building building the church healing the sick bringing people to jesus and i think that that just kind of closing it out i think that's one of the great encouragements because like this is really good is in in our church environment over the in hope over this season we've actually seen more people saved and greater healing breakthroughs through our digital online offerings than we saw in the year before when we were all doing it all together absolutely amazing so good so good to celebrate the 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 new believers that come through through online alpha so good to celebrate 
the cancer that got healed and the incurable diseases that have been healed through our online prayer and the team that have courageously gone for it and put their faces literally on the line online. Um, so I just want to end with that and encourage you. He's for you, he's with you. He is inside of you. Everything he said to you before pandemic is still in force, is still applicable and will come to pass. Let faith arise. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.